everyone. Before we jump into the episode, we'd like to say that sharing is caring. We share a lot of ourselves with you, so we're hoping that you'd share us with some of your friends. <laughs> There's plenty of us to go around. It's super easy. Here's what we'd like you to do. Reach out to at least five of your friends and tell them to give us a listen. It's as easy as visiting glitterandbegay.buzzsprout.com. Or if they have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Pandora on their phone, simply search for Glitter and Be Gay in the search bar, and then find us under Podcasts in the search results. Let's all spread laughter, joy, and help more people glitter and be gay. Hi there, I'm Amy Cannon, writer, photographer, and single mother hustler. And I am Robbie Eicher, and I'm a creator, a drinker, a history buff. And I'm Glitter. And I'm gay. Two trashy insers from Pittsburgh, PA. Now in New York City, and they met one day. He's a homo, she's a divorcee. It's glitter and be gay. You're so gay. Well, listeners, you did it. You successfully worked that poll. <laughs> we recently took a poll online, and not only did people do the poll, but some people just wrote us and texted us, mm-hmm. um, which is not how a poll works. And <laughs> You're all fucking, you're just as messy as us. And yeah. I think that's why we love you. Yep. I was like, well, there's a poll you could Because I would probably do the same thing. Yeah, I, I got more texts than people actually answered the fucking poll. <laughs> uh, we asked you if you wanted to be known as Glitterati or Glisteners. And the, the answer is, I guess I could use a drum roll sound of that. Oh, yeah. Here it is. The winner is Glisteners. Yay! Yay! So, Glisteners, it's time for our bonus episode. Ask and- a gal and a gay. Yes, Amy! Woo-woo! Glisteners beware. Amy's got her shit together. (laughs) And who's our question from today, Amy? Okay, so our question comes from Chris. And Chris wants to know, what was our favorite or most influential teacher growing up? I thought that was a really good question. That is a good question. Especially now that kids are like, gonna be going back to school soon, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say, so I'm gonna do the first one pops into my mind, and there's a lot of reasons here. My seventh grade English teacher, her name was Mrs. Calm. Um, Linda, uh, as I grew older, I got to know and her better. And you were not mi- Mr. Calm. I was not. No, I was Mr. <laughs> I was Mr. Anxious. Yeah. I mean, in uh, middle school, I was a goddamn mess. <laughs> oh, puberty and, and finding imagine. out you're gay at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I can imagine but you were But what a I did find, and this is, a lot of things this is calm. I had always done, like, Christmas pageants as a kid growing up. And, and like, in the school plays and in the elementary school, you did, like, bit parts. In sixth grade, Mrs. Calm directed the middle school musical. Ah. And she, um, in sixth, I remember in fifth grade, my sister and I went to go see the middle school production of Into the Woods mm. at the middle school. And she was a C- in eighth grade. And the first time me and my sister, I think, went out of the house by ourselves to a place. It was like Ooh. the middle school was up the street. It's a big deal, though. It was a big deal. And I never knew nothing about Into the Woods. And they did the first act of Into the Woods. And I saw it. And I was like, that's awesome. I'm doing it. So the next year in sixth grade, they were doing Scrooge. And they were actually doing the musical at Christmas time. Mm. And I auditioned, and I was cast as Tiny Tim. Um, and oh, then, uh, God bless us, everyone. Um, with my little Cockney accent. Um, and I sang as a soprano, because I was a soprano back then. And Mrs. Calm was the director, and we got immediately along. And she was a tough director. She was tough. Mm. You, you needed to be dedicated. You came to all rehearsals, and you were, you were ready to go. So she was serious. She was serious. She had been, like, she had worked in, like, regional theaters and stuff. Mm. She was an actress in That's her time. Awesome. And now she was a uh, um, teacher. And she taught seventh grade English. We'll cut to seventh grade. Who gets? Who do I get as my seventh grade English teacher? Mrs. Calm. So 
she, what I loved about her lessons was she taught everything through a bit of theatricality. You know, like we, we were learning about fairy tales was one of the things and she actually made us watch the movie Into the Woods. Um, wow. The like, it's live stage version yeah. movie that was out then. Yeah. And I already was like, Ooh, I know this. And so like, of course I was immediately a favorite student. And, um, you know, I worked really hard at that class and I understood things better. We had to do a report on our like genealogy in seventh grade in, in okay. English class. And I, of course, had like background music to mine and like graphics. <laughs> Production value. I played the song America from West Side Story as if I'm a fucking Puerto Rican. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? What were you thinking? She actually said to me, she's like, this was great use of music, but you want to use music without lyrics when you're doing a scene. And so I learned about... Underscoring. Underscoring and incidental music. And I was like, oh, right. I learned things there, you know? (laughs) Uh Um, But it was she was a good teacher and she directed me um, all through middle school and we still kept in touch for many years after that. So, Mm. yeah, she, uh, she was a good teacher and I think because of what she brought me as far as, like, really discovering... At a seventh grade, you know, like I said... Finding out you're gay, figuring out you're gay, going through puberty, but then finding an outlet that you were like, wow, this is where I belong. I really belong on the stage. Mm-hmm. That was like, I think that was something that was really important and someone that fostered that and I mm-hmm. came along at the right time. Mm-hmm. So that's good. So teachers who are aware of what their students need and give them that 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 path. Is I have a very similar story. Mine is was my high school art teacher, Mr. Weaver. Um, I Every time I think about this teacher... I smile because his class, first of all, his classroom was the classroom that I felt the most comfortable in because it was an eclectic mess, if that makes sense. Yep. Like it was a typical I can see the art, art room. room in my high school. It was school, a typical so, yeah. art room. There were paintings and drawings everywhere. The tables had like paint stains and crayons and markers and uh, the light in there, I remember very specific lighting, like the desks kind of were set up in tables. So you weren't just at a desk alone. You didn't feel like you were on an island. You were seated at a table. Was not assigned seating. You could sit wherever you wanted. Mm-hmm. You could sit by yourself if you felt like it. He allowed us to wear headphones and play music, which, you know. Back then was like big ass headphones. And that was a big deal to be able to have like a Walkman in yeah. class with you and listen to music. But he felt like, you know, if you were working on something artistic and you wanted to listen to music that inspired you or moved you, you should allow that like into your body and brain. And it was the one place where I just always felt like I belonged. I never felt like an outsider and I felt like I was at the top of my game in that particular classroom. Like anytime I walked into math class or science, I immediately felt inferior to the other students. I felt like I had to work so much harder. I didn't get it. I didn't feel comfortable in the classroom setting. Anytime I was asked to go up to the board, I felt embarrassed. But in his classroom, I just always felt like I belonged and he taught me so many different art methods and so many different ways of doing things. He had a very calming and lovely personality. And I used to even go to his classroom when I would have study halls. I would go up there and be like, is it okay instead of having study hall if I come in here and paint? And he was like, absolutely. He welcomed Mm -hmm. anybody to come into the classroom and be creative. And I have such fond memories of him and his class and He really touched my life in so many ways and I recently connected with him on Facebook. So if there's anybody listening that can encourage Mr. Weaver to listen to this podcast episode, I just want to say thank you to you for giving me an opportunity to be myself and not have to pretend that I'm anybody else, letting me be creative and quirky and eccentric and I just thank you from the bottom of my heart for that. You're a great guy. That's great. 
and I'm literally no expert on on education or anything, but I think we need to give kids more freedom to learn the way they need to learn. I think the asinine rules of like no headphones, because if you're doing your own work and need to listen to music to concentrate, Mm -hmm. I do. I put Mm -hmm. music on when I'm writing. Mm -hmm. I think allowing kids to feel comfortable when they go to school, these dress codes put kids in, I mean, yeah, we don't want your tits out, Mm -hmm. but like to dress a little more comfortable and be comfortable at the school, I think after this year especially, allowing kids the right to learn things the way they need to learn them. Not everyone learns the same way or picks things up. We know this from working with, we're too creative, but we work with very other brain people in our company who are very technical mm-hmm. and work in our tech logistic departments. Minded. And logistic minded people. Everyone has a different way. Mm-hmm. You put a really logistic minded person in like art class with you, it's going to be a completely different right. story. And I think saying to somebody like, don't spend so much time in art class, that's not going to be a career for you. One of the They're reasons not why... not going to that class to be an artist. I'm a great photographer because I look at my photos like art. When I take them off the memory card, to me, they are a blank canvas that I then paint in Photoshop. Like, I, there are different ways of thinking of things. So if your child likes to hang out a little more in art class, encourage them to do that because there is a multitude of careers that you can have that are going to start in an art mm-hmm. class, even from uh, being an architect. Well, like there are a lot of different ways of thinking of this. Don't just see it so black and white, you know, for lack yeah. of better words. Like you need to realize that there are other opportunities that can span from something like there that. There are also lessons to be learned. How to look at things from a new perspective. That's mm-hmm. a lesson. I always remember in band. Band was one of those classes where I had band class, you know, and I would go and play in the band. And the thing that our band teacher always said, um, Mr. Tribble, he's like, there's no second string in band. Mm-hmm. Everyone's first string. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's no one on the bench. Every mm-hmm. part has to play equally as well and work together. In harmony. In, in harmony mm-hmm. together. And you have to know your part, but you also have to listen to others. Mm-hmm. It's very like using those senses. Like chorus. It's the same yes, as when we it's the same as singing. Class. You're not only making sure your voice is in pitch, but you need to blend with the people around you. And I think it just teaches you lessons of, you know, same respect. as sports. It teaches you respect for the person money, standing next to you. Arts and uh, don't always get money mm-hmm. at schools. And they're the first things cut. And I learned, listen, I am not an actor, but I went to acting school. You know what I do best? I am so good at public speaking and leading Mm -hmm. a meeting and speaking and being comfortable in my skin. Mm -hmm. I am good at entering a room and owning the space. Me too. Because of acting. I can stand up in front of any group of people and know exactly what I need to say. I know my neuroses. I know when I'm thinking wrong. Not that that fixes it, but I'm able to like recognize the things I'm doing wrong and say, okay, you did that and move on. These are lessons I learned. Mm -hmm. Self-awareness, spatial awareness, Mm -hmm. empathy, how to talk to people, you know, how to, how to read connection. These are all things you learned. Am I an actor? No. Did I spend $60,000 a year (laughs) in acting school? I did. And I'm still paying for it. But the lessons I learned there Mm -hmm. and the people I met and the different cultures and vibes and things really, Mm -hmm. really is, is worth every penny to learn these things and to be a part of that. So, if you're like you said, if your kids are into something that you don't understand, it would be like if my kid was like really into science or I'd, math, I would be, I'd like, be like, I don't get I'm it. I'm sorry, you want mm-hmm. to? He's like, I want to be a biologist. I'd or if like, he said, I want to do like some sort of math tournament or something, I'd be like, let's do it. Yeah, like, oh. if that makes you feel happy and that makes you feel confident about yourself, I would encourage that. 100%. Is that what you like? Do you like? And you don't have to like it forever. You can just mm-hmm. like it right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are things I did for like a year that yeah, I never ended up doing again, and me I was too. like, that was fun. It was this fun skill, but. Never, I just think, you know, looking at your kids to be like, you need to go to college and have a career. Bullshit. Because going to college does not get you a career. Nope. And 
if your kid needs to just go out and explore the world, let them do it. I know it. people that never went Not to college and they have great careers. Yeah. Also, like, <laughs> I went to college and, like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm a podcaster now. Yeah, I'm doing something completely different yeah. than what I went to college for. But yeah. they're they're all intertwined. They're yeah. all connected in yeah. some way. And, so. and allow yourself... Even if you're an adult now, if there's something you want to try, mm-hmm. go try it. Go try it. Go try Now's it. Now's a better time I suck at ever. painting, but I watch Bob Ross all the time, and I'm always like, I should really like go to a painting class. And mm-hmm. I said after the pandemic, it's something I'm really going to do, mm-hmm. is go to, even if it's just a sip and paint class, mm-hmm. and put like a, if it's terrible, it's my terrible. Right. You know? And I'm right. like, I'm not going to sell it at the loo. But also, art is subjective. Sometimes it's not terrible. Well, everything I think you know? I do, I think is bad. Right, So, and then you're always like, this is really good, and vice <laughs> versa. I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. I like this. You're like, mm-hmm. it's shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this isn't shit. Mm-hmm. I've seen your shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's been floating in your sink. Seriously, the, the plumber saw it not too long ago. <laughs> All right. Well, that's today's uh, episode. So thank you to Rose Teachers, Mrs. Collins, yes, and Mr. Mr. Weaver. Mr. Um, uh, and thank you to all the teachers who, who yeah. do that, who care about teaching and care and about their students. They make an impact. They make an and impact. They're not on the just student. there for the paycheck or there for this or that. And I think there's more of them than we know. But thank you for doing the work to make you know to make kids' lives better and make the world a better place. Is that it? That's it. That's Have it a great today. week, guys. Yeah. Okay. Oh, bye. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please subscribe and like and download and tell your friends. This is Amy Gannon. And this is Robbie Iker reminding you to glitter and be gay. gay.